We do basic research, but our long-term goal always develop new treatment. This is a deadly disease patients suffer. We really want to better understand how the disease happened in the first place so that we're able to develop a new treatment that prevents this deadly complication of sickle cell disease. I'm Helen Pitlick, and this is Bloodworks 101, the podcast that inspires you to give time, money, or blood. It's Black History Month, and we're taking a look at sickle cell disease, a devastating blood disorder that predominantly impacts people of African descent. Sickle cell disease is an unfortunate reality for many members of Black communities, and at Bloodworks, we'd like to make it history. Dr. Raymond Adley at Bloodworks Research Institute thinks this is possible. Sickle cell disease is a group of inherited red blood cell disorders. It's an inherited hemoglobinopathy characterized by polymerization of the hemoglobin S, one of the protein on the red blood cell. Upon deoxygenation of red blood cells in microcirculation of small blood vessels called capillaries and normal blood red blood cell doesn't change their shape however in sickle cell disease condition because of some mutation the red blood cell upon deoxygenation it changed from a donut shapes to form a rigid cichlid shaped red blood cell uh, which easily adhere to the post capillaries and cause microvascular occlusion. The result is leading to a sudden onset of pain all over the body. And this, this can happen in the same patient episodes after episodes. This means that it's a genetic disease causing abnormal changes to hemoglobin, the protein that allows a red blood cell to carry oxygen. Instead of flexible and round, these red blood cells are shaped like crescents. They block small blood vessels, damage the impacted areas, including eyes, brain, kidneys, lungs, and other vital organs, and cause intense pain. Over five million individuals and over a quarter million live births annually are affected by sickle cell disease worldwide. And the hallmark pathology of sickle cell disease is the sudden onset of episodes of musculoskeletal pain. It's known as vesooclusive crisis or pain crisis. And the vesooclusive crisis are the most common cause of emergency department visit and hospitalization in sickle cell patients. And the crisis profoundly impacts their quality of life. Unfortunately, we don't really have a effective treatment to prevent onset of vesooclusive crisis in sickle cell disease. And more importantly, the mechanisms that initiate the transition from a steady state to vesooclusion state remains unknown. We don't know how that happened in vivo. And uh, it has been challenging to study because of complexity of underlying cause of vesooclusion involving all different uh, types of blood cells, red blood cells, 
white blood cells, platelets, the cilials as well, and many other factors. So it requires a very comprehensive approach involving all of those factors. Before coming to Bloodworks, I had always heard sickle cell disease referred to as sickle cell anemia. Anemia is one of the many complications of sickle cell disease, but not the disease itself. The faulty hemoglobin in a sickled cell can't carry oxygen like a normal red cell. Sickle cell patients may receive blood transfusions to treat this anemia, to lower the percentage of damaging sickled cells in their body, or both. Some sickle cell patients receive so many blood transfusions that they build antibodies and need specially matched units. Blood transfusions are a lifesaver for sickle cell patients, but only a temporary fix to a lifelong problem. Stem cell transplants, like those facilitated by Bloodworks Cord Blood Donation Program, are a cure, but many patients are waiting for a suitable match. If you or someone you know is expecting a baby, please consider donating their umbilical cord blood and spreading the word. It's a free, easy, and painless way to save or change a life. Since the best matches often come from someone who shares genetic ancestry, sickle cell patients really depend on blood and cord blood donors from within their own ethnic background. It truly takes all types. However, understanding why sickle cells behave the way they do is critical to improving quality of life for all sickle cell patients. That starts in the lab. Here's Dr. Adley again. My lab research focuses on the roles of different blood cells and the plasma proteins in thrombosis hemostasis. Thrombosis is an abnormal blood clotting in blood vessels, including arterial, venous, and the capillaries. Our lab uses a very advanced real-time imaging technique called intraital microscopy to study the molecular mechanism of blood clotting. With this kind of uh, advanced imaging, uh, we're able to real-time visualize how blood clots, how different blood cells, plasma proteins interact and they get into the clot and form thrombosis or hemostatic clot formation. So that we understand the process, uh, we can come up with a better approach to, to use it for therapeutic purposes, especially drug development, development of new treatment. When we study the pathophysiology of disease, the traditional approach to study thrombosis mostly focus on one or two different types of blood cells, platelets, or white blood cells and usually it's not easy to image the red blood cells especially in sickle cell patients it's very challenging to image how real-time capture how normal RBC uh, change their shape how they adhere in microcirculation how they form vessel occlusion we have a number of models however we do not have an effective model that recapitulate the vessel occlusion in sickle cell disease. So in our lab, first we established a method for imaging of red blood cells in vivo so that we can visualize when they fly through the blood vessels. So we combined it with the platelet and the white blood cells and the successfully image the whole blood cells in most of the vascular beds. 
More importantly, we successfully established a vessel occlusion model in vivo. With this model, we able to trigger the vessel occlusion in microcirculation. What this model allow us to do is how different blood cells, namely the red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets, how they interact one to another, how they clump, what molecules mediate their adhesion to the vessel wall, and how they develop a thrombus in vivo, ultimately lead to vessel occlusion. Actually, we are very happy that uh, we're able to establish this model. What this model help us to do is help us understand the underlying cause of what lead to red blood cells became sickling and how they adhere to vessel wall. More importantly, how sickled red blood cells interact with other blood cells and uh, form aggregates and ultimately lead to the vessel occlusion. So understanding this process is very important. Uh, once we understand it, uh, we can come up with a different approach to block certain pathways or block cellular and molecular interaction. This will uh, potentially help us to develop a new way of treatment and pre prevent vessel occlusion in sickle cell disease. There are basic pathophysiology of uh, red blood cell sickling. We know uh, the basic, it's mostly uh, from the patients and the basic research. We know uh, why the uh, sickle changes their shape. However, uh, after changing their shape from normal shape to the sickle shape and uh, how they adhere to the vessel wall and uh, how they interact, whether the thrombus in microcirculation is uh, similar to or how that different from other thromboses we generally talk about. From uh, our preliminary studies, they are quite different. The thrombosis in vessel occlusion involves all different types of blood cells and uh, it forms at specific site which is a post capillary site which is this is very different from uh, other thrombosis we studied before and with this model we are also able to uh, dissect the contribution of each type of cells like uh, what triggers a sickling process or vessel occlusion process so that uh, by blocking or disrupting certain pathways, we able to have a better uh, insight of how it develop, what onsets uh, vessel occlusion crisis, so that we can at least test some of the new ways to block certain pathway and uh, prevent vessel occlusion. What is different from uh, vessel occlusion or thrombosis in sickle cell is there may not be a vascular injury. Uh, it's because of the uh, mutation of uh, red blood cells. Once they uh, start sickling in uh, microvasculature, they start adhere. And it certainly 
is one of the trigger uh, then it initiate recruitment of additional blood cells namely white blood cells and platelets so structurally uh, the thrombus is very different from the thrombosis we seen in artery or deep vein so uh, the treatment has to be tailored to the thrombus composition as dr adley mentioned at the top of this episode pain is the most common complication of sickle cell disease the pain can be acute lasting for a few hours or days chronic more than six months or both and it's excruciating the pain crisis is the one of the most common cause for the patients to visit emergency and it severely impacts their quality of life. And uh, interestingly, we, we do know that certain illness, uh, cold, can trigger pain crisis. Interestingly, pain itself also causes vessel occlusion. So it's a lot more complicated and we don't quite know why it leads to severe pain but basic pathology is because of the vessel occlusion there are severe impairment of blood circulation in small blood vessels uh, that will Im impact the blood supply and blood circulation in organs if that happen in a lung or other vital organs it will have severe consequences and the degree of pain is different among the patients also the trigger also is different so sickle cell work was actually uh, inspired by our recent studies dr adley's background as a heart surgeon led him to study thrombosis and to Bloodworks Research Institute. I'm trained as a cardiac surgeon and uh, performed uh, open heart surgeries as a consequence of thrombosis in coronary arteries. And the uh, last 20 years I'd been studying thrombosis using preclinical models and trying to understand how thrombosis forms so that uh, we can find a way effectively prevent it or if already happened we should develop an effective treatment to dissolve thrombosis restore the blood flow at bloodworks uh, we have a group of scientists that study many different aspects of blood different blood cells coagulation and uh, that's our strength we communicate very effectively different between the different labs and this is really a teamwork that's has been a driving force we can uh, make some quick discoveries and this is different from academia which uh, there might be one or two thrombosis or platelet lab in one department but here we have all the specialties and we can team up easily to target some of the important questions I've been studying uh, arterial thrombosis and deep vein thrombosis in the past 10-12 years. Since I joined to the blood work from October of 2022, 
I have been collaborating with Dr. Lopez Lab. One of the challenge was there was no model for microvascular thrombosis to test, study, learn the composition of a thrombosis. We have a different models for arterial thrombosis, deep vein thrombosis, but we do not we do not have a model for microvascular thrombosis. So, uh, in collaboration with Dr. Lopez Lab, my lab developed uh, several novel models of uh, microvascular thrombosis, uh, which allows us to do uh, studies of pathophysiology how blood cells triggers the uh, formation of a microvascular thrombosis and uh, importantly uh, how do we treat them how do we prevent them in collaboration with dr lopez lab we have been studying the ldl so-called bad cholesterol and how they impact microvascular circulation and the blood perfusion and we discovered how ldl poses a risk of promoting microvascular thrombosis impairing blood perfusion in vital organs and our findings are published recently in blood journal with editorial commentary also the images we captured uh, from microscope uh, was uh, published on the cover page of blood which is a top journal in our field uh, emphasizing uh, the importance of our discovery and their impact in general health. After we publish that paper, uh, we focused our research on sickle cell disease and the thrombosis uh, because it also uh, a kind of uh, microvascular uh, disorders. Our findings not only have an uh, important impact of understanding and the development of new treatment for the sickle cell disease. Uh, it also helps us to understand what factors will impact the red blood cells function and storage. Bloodwork sickle cell research opens up some new questions and potential answers about the storage of donated blood. After your blood leaves your arm, it's tested and processed into individual components, red cells and plasma. The storage life of donated red cells is 42 days. Red cells are refrigerated, and just like anything in your refrigerator at home, over time they can lose their freshness. With red cells, this isn't from bacteria growing, like in a carton of milk, or mold, like a bag of bread, but rather changes to the physiology of the cells themselves, called storage lesion. When they're in the storage, a uh, lot of things can change. And uh, as a consequences, when we transfuse these, those red blood cells, uh, certain patients have a reaction, some of them quite serious. And also, more importantly, those red blood cells that already uh, change their function will quickly adhere to blood vessels or cleared from the circulation, so it doesn't really help to the patients. Everything we learned from uh, in vivo studies can be used for uh, red blood cell storage and how we can improve their life, more importantly, uh, stabilize their function and extend their blood circulation time. The science is complex, but the emotions behind it are simple. We do basic research, but our long-term goal always 
develop new treatment. This is a deadly disease. Their impact is huge. Patients suffer. We really want to better understand how the disease happened in the first place so that we're able to develop a new treatment that prevents this deadly complication of sickle cell disease. Thank you for listening. We'll be bringing you more sickle cell stories this month. In the meantime, please make an appointment to donate blood, look into umbilical cord donation, support Bloodworks life-saving research, and spread the word on all of this. Sickle cell patients are grateful. We'll see you next time on Bloodworks 101.